Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. We are going to go right into our prediction segment, and we will start by predicting the SEC Championship game, a heavyweight battle between LSU and Georgia, and we'll start with JW. I think that this is going to be one of the biggest games of the season, and I think you've seen LSU show up in big games all year. Week one, everyone was saying that Texas was back. They went into their house. They beat them. They went into Alabama, the hardest place to win in college football. They beat them. They're going to go into this SEC championship game against Georgia to lock up what could be a number one spot if Ohio State does not play well in their championship game. They number one spot. And they will go in and they will – Dominate and beat Georgia. Well, we've seen a good performance from both teams in the past few weeks. I'm thinking LSU. We've seen the dominance of Joe Burrow. Like, there was one game where he comes out, and he's got, like, a hurt leg and everything, and he's still just drilling these passes for long passes and accurate passes. I think that's the reason why LSU's going to win. They have a superior quarterback. He doesn't necessarily need to be good on his feet all the time because he's just so good at throwing. I'm actually going to call an upset. I think Georgia will beat LSU in a really close game because I think that LSU's defense is kind of overrated. They've not played very well since the Alabama game. And even in the Alabama game, Tua in the second half was throwing all over them, moving the ball up and down the field. And I just think besides Georgia's one loss midway through the season – I think it was against South Carolina. It's Their season, they've been pretty dominant this season. I think that loss was a fluke. I think Georgia will have something to prove. They will beat LSU. I think Joe Burrow will have his first bad game this season. And I think that Georgia will win, and it will shake things up in the college football playoffs. Well, I think uh, LSU is going to come out with a victory. I think it will be a close, competitive game. Both sides are very good defensively, but I think LSU's offense is just too much for maybe any team in college football right now. Joe Burrow looks like the Heisman frontrunner currently. He might be the number one overall pick this year in the NFL. I think LSU showing what they did against uh, A&M last week, who has not been a great team. I think now they're going into that game. They were 7-4, and four, but having probably the toughest schedule in the entire nation. I think LSU was uh, – I'm sorry, A&M was a quality team, and they made them look – Terrible. They made them look like they shouldn't have been on the field. So I think LSU will come out with a victory. So I think LSU will come out with a victory as well. If Going back to that Alabama game, they in the second um, half, Tua didn't beat them. The run game and Najee Harris opened up Tua's alleys, and that's why Tua looked so good. Najee Harris is a power back with some shifty moves, but what he really did was he out-physicaled that LSU defense. Now, when you look at the Georgia running back, DeAndre Swift, you're facing a whole different animal. DeAndre Swift has the speed, yes, the moves, yes, but not the size. I feel like LSU's corners and and safeties, their secondary in general, is one of the best in college football. They're also very good at tackling. And I feel like they have the edge on DeAndre Swift because it's not a size issue that they're going up against. They have the speed and the moves as well to catch him instead of going against Najee Harris, who would just body them. So because of that, I feel like Jake Fromm's windows will be closed. DeAndre Swift's windows will be closed. Georgia can't get really get any offense going. Joe Burrow is handed good field position time and time again, capitalizes. And I'm looking at a very big win from LSU, maybe 14 points.
And for the second one, we are going to do Pats against Chiefs, a rematch of the AFC Championship game from last year. JW, who you got? In this game, I think Tom Brady, coming off some big losses this year to the Ravens and the Texans just a few weeks ago, he will be game planning even harder than he does before. He will be studying film all day and night, and he will pick apart this Chiefs defense, and it will be a route. The Patriots are going to win this game by at least uh, 17. I'm going to go the completely opposite direction. I think that Tom Brady, It's. I think it's clear that Tom Brady is starting his decline. He is simply not the same quarterback that he has been throughout his entire career, really, since he took a starting job 18 years ago. I think that Patrick Mahomes has never beat Tom Brady, but he's going to beat him this time. He's going to go out for revenge after last year, and... I think this Chiefs defense is much improved from last year, and the Pats offense is not as good, and I don't think that Tom Brady will be able to score as many points as Patrick Mahomes, and that's why the Chiefs will win in a pretty convincing manner. So I, if you look at the record so far, the teams that Tom Brady has lost against, they've had good mobile quarterbacks who can also throw the football, such as Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes is another one of those prototypical quarterbacks who's very good on his feet but is a better thrower. Because of this, the Pats defense will struggle, and when the Pats defense struggles and gives up high passer ratings, they lose in sometimes a very convincing fashion, like in the game against the Texans and the game against the Ravens. I foresee this happening again, and I think the Chiefs win by 10. Okay. So, I believe that the Chiefs will win this football game. There's many reasons for that. The first reason that I, for that is, as many have said before me, Tom Brady is starting to show signs of age. And he has not been in the same connection with his receivers as he has been able to when he had Gronk. Julian Edelman is getting double covered and is not open. And because of that, Tom Brady has nowhere to go since he cannot run with the football. Also, the beginning of the year, we thought this Patriots defense was... Amazing. We even compared it to the Bears defense in the 80s. But all I can say is, is the reasoning for that is because they played horrible teams. Okay, they played the Dolphins. They played they played the Dolphins twice this year. They played um, the, Jets. The, the Jets. They played the Redskins. They played horrible teams. Now they're playing great teams, or not great teams, but even just good teams like the Texans and great teams like the Ravens. They're getting demolished. And because of those reasons, because the defense of the Patriots is not as good as we think, and because Tom Brady is getting washed, I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will be able will be able to pull off the victory. I got the Patriots in this one by a small margin under a touchdown for two main reasons. Number one, it is incredibly hard to play in Foxborough. And, you know, teams, when they go up there, they get rattled. It's not one of the most loudest stadiums, like up in Seattle, Baltimore, even Houston at times. But it's hard to go into Foxborough and play, especially when it gets a little colder and you're not from a cold state. Although the Chiefs, they do get a little bit of cold. But the second reason is the Patriots now, if they tie, they've lost a tiebreaker to the Ravens and to the Texans and the AFC playoff race. So now they need to get a better record than them if they don't want to face a wildcard team and get a bye. And so that's why I think the Patriots will come extremely hard and try their best to finish out the season. Went out. Um, I like... I think the Chiefs in a really close matchup. Uh, you think 
I think you see Tom Brady, a lot of people saying he's declining. The Patriots' offense has obviously not been that ver- that good this year. But I don't know if it's so much about Tom Brady's decline. It's just the lack of offensive talent or offensive weapons on for, in the Patriots' end. I think when you look at Tom Brady play, he still has that pocket mobility against the Texans. He showed he was excellent in the pocket, controlling the pocket. His arm looks fine. Tight balls. When you look at another star QB who was declining a couple of years back, like Peyton Manning, you could visibly see him aging. You could see his duck. His balls were just ducks. They didn't look right coming out of the hand. He looked off. But when you look at Tom Brady, it just looks like the secondary is getting to him. They're getting pressure. It's like, what is wrong there? Because I don't see Tom Brady's arm declining. I don't. Um, I don't see his throws being off. I just something's wrong with that offense, but I don't know if it's Tom Brady. So I think they can break out of that, but I don't know if it's going to be against the Chiefs. So I'll take the Chiefs. We will start today's episode with a basketball segment, and it is who is the best player in the NBA, and we will start with Murrah. I think right now it's LeBron, and a lot of people I think are going to say, "Oh, how can you say LeBron when Kawhi? Look at what Kawhi did with the Raptors last season." And obviously, I think Kawhi is too. He's a great player. He's exceptional on both sides of the ball. But when you look at this Lakers team right now, how they are playing with LeBron, they dismantled the Utah Jazz team with some really good players. Like they are eight, I think nineteen and three now. I think they are by far the best team in the league. And the main reason for that is getting Anthony Davis, obviously. But LeBron has stepped up his play. Last year, he looked out of it. He didn't want to be on the court. This year, he's finding open players. He knows exactly where to go with the ball. When he's tired, he can just throw it down to AD and they get easy buckets. But then LeBron has been an absolutely phenomenal facilitator this season for a bunch of three. um, They have a really good array of three-point shooters like Caldwell Pope. He's been getting assist after assist, and then when he needs to, he can score. His numbers are very, very good. They're probably they're not quite as good as like a Harden or a Luka because those players are really having to carry their team. But LeBron knows exactly what his role is, and he's executing it to perfection. And I think when you see come the postseason, he's going to absolutely take over. That team is going to know exactly how to play with one another, and they're not going to get tired because now LeBron can – let AD go get points when he needs to, even when he's on the floor, and take a rest like you saw actually last night in with the Jazz game. And I think LeBron – that's why LeBron and the Lakers are going to win the title this year. I completely disagree with you. I think that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA. And sure, you can say, well, Kawhi's not having the best season so far, and LeBron has been incredible in the regular season. But the bottom line is Kawhi does not care about the regular season. He is in it for the postseason. And what happened last postseason? At a ton of shows across the country before the postseason were saying, Kawhi is overrated. He's not that good. He missed 20 games. Why is he load managing? And then you saw, with that extra rest, he was able to dominate the NBA playoffs, beat team after team, beat the Golden State Warriors in six games without a single other all-star on his team. He was absolutely dominant. And you know what LeBron was doing then? He wasn't even in the playoffs. So until I see LeBron play Kawhi Leonard in a high-pressure moment, I'm not talking about the regular season. I'm talking about the playoffs where it's most important. And LeBron goes out and reclaims his throne. I cannot say that Kawhi is a better player than LeBron. And also, I think the Clippers are better than the Lakers simply because their defense is so 
good. Pat Bev is a great defender. Kawhi Leonard, arguably the best defender in the league. He can guard all five positions. You can say Giannis, but I personally think Kawhi is the best defender. And then PG, he's an ex- Paul George, of course, he's an excellent defender as well. And they can score with any of them. Lou Williams is an excellent scorer. Their bench is the best in the league. I just think the Clippers have much more talent than the Lakers, and they have the best player in the league. So I think the Clippers are going to win the title. Jack, let me ask you a question. So you believe that, so you said LeBron did badly last year, and you say he stepped it up this year. You think that has nothing to do with the fact that Anthony Davis is on this team? Well, it does, obviously, when you get another superstar. That's what I'm saying. Now with Anthony Davis, he's not having to carry the team. And he, but it's also, he feels like this season they have a real shot. LeBron, you could tell last season, like midway through the season, they were like an eighth seed, just checked out because they're not going to win. They're not good enough to win the title. So he basically took a year off. And now with Anthony Davis, he sees he has a shot to make the play, to be a real contender. He's now stepping it up like LeBron always does. And we know LeBron is going to make, with basically, you're a playoff lock with LeBron. And obviously last season, it wasn't true, but now he's like never missed a, that was like the first season he's missed the playoffs and probably since his like rookie year. And we know once LeBron gets into the playoffs, he's always phenomenal. And whether his team doesn't always win, but they basically are always going to make the finals. You know who he hasn't been phenomenal against in the playoffs? Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. So I'm just saying, while LeBron is expending all his energy, Kawhi Leonard is preparing but to play also him. He's not gonna exp- I don't think he's going to expend that much energy now that you have AD on the floor. You look, he's taking, he's going to, he's running the floor. He's running, he's, they're playing, like he's playing to win games now, but he's not playing a crazy amount of minutes. Here's my thing. As LeBron ages, he needs to start to realize that even though he's incredible and he's a freak of nature, he can't continue to play 82 games a season because he's playing at such a high level that nowadays in the NBA, he's taking so much contact and he's so much tired while Kawhi is taking nights off and people criticize him for it. But at the end of the day, that's what won him the but championship. Does LeBron not take nights off? LeBron takes not as much as Kawhi, not, as much, not nearly takes, as much. Not near, but he takes nights off. He's played almost every game this year. But he take, he's gonna later in the season. He's gonna start to take nights off, and already and these games are not that taxing on him because now you have AD, and he's not playing that amount of, like that big amount of minutes. LeBron spends more money on his physical condition and more time than probably any other player in the league. He spends over a million dollars a year on protecting his body. Like okay. he knows what he's doing. Okay, so all I'm gonna say is. Anthony Davis in almost any every single game this year has had more more points than LeBron. And because of this, okay, in the NBA, the final result is points. Doesn't matter. Anything else. When you ask what the score of the game was, they don't tell you the amount of rebounds that the team has. Anthony Davis has had way more points than LeBron this year. And in my opinion, he's looked better when he's been making those points than LeBron has. And your argument is that the Lakers are going to be a playoff team and they're going to be great. But that's all because of Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis was on this team, the Lakers would not even be – they would be but a if solid you took LeBron, team. LeBron off this team, they would be, like, they, they would be worse. So you know, we're saying Anthony Davis is better than LeBron James. Yeah. Right. But we're saying, like, LeBron, you have to have help. Like, no other superstar just nowadays goes out and wins a title by himself. Nowadays. Nowadays. Oh, yeah. Nowadays. Okay. But you can't just, like, what happened with Kawhi is he had an excellent run for the, through the Eastern Conference, and then he met the Warriors, and guess what? Not to take anything away from Kawhi, who's an exceptional player, and the run last year was magical, but both KD and Clay got hurt. 
and then it was basically the Warriors who have a pretty good supporting cast in Steph. That's what it was. It was like Steph versus Kawhi, and Kawhi was the better player. And arguably, the Raptors had better surrounding players to support Kawhi. That's what happened. So to say that just because, like, once LeBron gets help, yeah, he's better. Everybody needs help. Jordan needed Pippen. You know, Harden hasn't. Harden's going to need Westbrook this year. You can't just go out and win a title by yourself. So you, we were talking about taking away players. If you look at the Raptors team now that Kawhi has left, they're 15-5. and five. They're third in the East. If you look at either the Lakers the year LeBron got there or the, the Cavs after LeBron left, they were not performing well. LeBron, not in his prime, needs someone else. Kawhi does not. Kawhi also needs a supporting cast. Therefore, I really don't think we can make that argument. However, I think Kawhi's got many years ahead of him. He's a better defender than LeBron. Le- the way LeBron plays defense. In his mind, he makes a calculation. Who is more dangerous? And he goes and guards him. Kawhi, with his... Um, youthfulness. He's a little bit better conditioned. He doesn't have the age on him. He can take both. No matter what you do, he's there. So he's a better defender. In my opinion, he can do more. You saw the claw grab, the claw assist last year in the playoffs. And although LeBron can dunk and look cool while doing it, that's still two points that Kawhi gets routinely on a layup. So I don't think you can really even compare these two, I think Kawhi's just head and shoulders above LeBron. But, like, LeBron, obviously Kawhi takes the cake for defense. But LeBron, you're just saying, like, he does, he's athletic. LeBron is probably is probably the second or third best passer of all time behind Magic and Stockton. Like, LeBron's passing ability is second to none. It's, it's phenomenal. He makes passes that just other people cannot. And then he's also, over the years, you've seen his shooting is a lot better. He's a very decent three-point shooter, and he can go in the post. He can get you, but when you catch when he catches the ball in the post, it's almost over for any smaller defender. That's what makes the Lakers so dangerous, is you can throw it to AD, and it's automatically going to be a mismatch. But then whoever is going to switch off, when somebody switches off to guard AD or somebody else, and LeBron has a mismatch, they just dump it down right to him, and they get an easy two. Let me ask you this. Fine. The Clippers not might not be able to guard AD, but the Lakers have nobody to guard Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Their LeBron is just not the same defender he was. And my entire point is, we have to go based on not what not what LeBron James has done did three years ago or two years ago in that amazing run with the Cavs. We have to go with what we've seen recently, where it matters most, and that is the playoffs and what we saw is a guy go out and carry his team over an extremely talented 76er squad, hitting the first Game 7 buzzer beater of all time, then go out and beat the MVP, the Greek Freak, when no one thought it was possible, and then go and beat the Warriors. Sure, you can say they weren't the same team, but he still went out and dominated the playoffs, and while he was doing this, LeBron James was sitting at home. That's my whole point. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Signing off for now and saying goodbye, I'm Jack Ringgold.